Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we'll explore The Art of Communicating by Thich Nhat Hanh. This insightful book delves into the power of effective communication, sharpened through the practice of mindfulness. Drawing from the profound wisdom of Buddhism, it provides the tools to develop respectful listening skills, express oneself clearly, and enhance interpersonal relationships. Thich Nhat Hanh, the author, was not just an esteemed Buddhist monk hailing from Vietnam, but also a prolific writer with a repertoire of over 100 published works. Notably, his book Anger graced the New York Times bestseller list, showcasing his adeptness at translating complex emotions into relatable text. Han was recognized for his contributions to peace and understanding when he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1967. The Art of Communicating is an illuminating read for anyone desiring to refine their communication skills. The insights shared are particularly beneficial for those interested in Buddhism or those seeking to improve and deepen their connections with others. Tune in as we distill the essence of this invaluable guide to effective and mindful communication. The Art of Communicating the fascination of mindfulness in our daily lives. Introduction. Unlock the secret to healthier relationships through masterful communication. Have you ever contemplated why things seem to go south in your relationships, irrespective of whether it's family, work, or a close-knit circle of friends? Well, chances are the culprit is poor communication. Now, you might be wondering what exactly unhealthy communication is renowned author Thich Nhat Hanh sheds light on the dimensions of good and bad communication, emphasizing that the key to successful interaction with others hinges upon understanding ourselves first. Unfortunately, most of us barely converse with our inner selves, leading to persistent struggles when it comes to connecting with others. In this enlightening exploration, you will begin to question your comprehension of those who surround you, and discover strategies to kickstart your workdays on a positive note. Part 1. Master the art of communication with a blend of nourishing language and mindfulness. Be it intimate relationships or colossal business transactions, the pulse of successful interactions beats through robust communication. But what exactly constitutes robust communication? The essence of communication can be compared to food. It can either be nourishing or toxic. Positive understanding language corresponds to nourishing communication, while toxic discourse fills the listener with negative sentiments like annoyance and exasperation. For instance, if you are anticipating feedback on a task and your superior marches in proclaiming, this is pathetic, you're simply a liability. That's certainly an example of toxic speech. Contrarily, if they remark, I believe there's scope for enhancement here. That's nourishing speech that could be employed constructively. So how do you strengthen your nourishing speech? Paving the path to more wholesome communication. The initial step involves understanding your unique communication style, which requires the cultivation of mindfulness. Mindfulness implies complete immersion into oneself focusing on your body and your breath. It helps in articulating thoughts without prejudice. When you enter a state of mindfulness, 
you attain a level of detachment that enables you to scrutinize your communication from an objective perspective. It becomes possible to recognize when your words might veer into toxicity, allowing you to rein in your tongue. Practicing mindfulness also inoculates you against the toxic language of others. In a mindful state, you are less prone to making hasty judgments. You grasp the underlying distress that fuels their caustic speech, and compassion takes over, helping you not to internalize their hurtful words. Hence, to ensure your conversations are wholesome and nourishing, invest time in mindfulness. Part 2. Begin the journey to effective communication by engaging in a dialogue with yourself. Without a doubt, a substantial part of your day is spent interacting with others, be it face-to-face or through the digital sphere. But have you ever paused to consider how much time you dedicate to communicating with yourself? The odds are, not much. Opening channels of communication with yourself is pivotal to mindfulness, consequently making it indispensable for wholesome communication. Self-communication involves tuning into your own thoughts and bodily signals. This could be as straightforward as taking a moment to focus on your breathing. This practice enables you to be entirely present, shedding off concerns of the past or anxieties about the future. The focus becomes you, your health, and your emotional equilibrium at the moment. This technique proves particularly beneficial during times of distress, considering our sufferings don't always come with visible markers. You grow more attuned to the dissonance within your mind or body. Mastering self-communication paves the way for healthier communication with others. Knowing the intricacies of your thought process helps in comprehending the same in others. Consider an individual who's unhappy but feels incapacitated in bettering her circumstances. Suppose she is struggling with issues in her relationship but can't quite pinpoint the source of her discomfort. What she needs is mindfulness. If she can identify the cause of her distress, such as her irritation about her partner's lack of involvement in domestic chores, she can empathize with his struggles, perhaps he's overworked and too drained to contribute at home. Mindfulness equips her with a profound understanding of her partner. She can now use compassionate and nourishing language to collaboratively work towards a solution. Thus, a productive interaction with others can't materialize unless we establish contact with ourselves first. Part 3. Let the act of mindful listening pave the way to understanding and healing. Have you ever unearthed an entirely new facet of a long-term partner, something that astonishes you because it managed to evade your notice for so long? Often, we fail to truly comprehend the people closest to us, primarily because we don't lend them a keen ear. At times, our minds might wander off into a parallel universe while our partner is spilling their heart out. Your spouse could be delineating a major concern in your relationship, and your thoughts are preoccupied with mundane tasks like pool maintenance or bill payments. Even when we actively listen to our partners, we sometimes interject with reasons why we believe they are mistaken. Fortunately, there's an antidote to this predicament, mindful listening. Mindful listening encapsulates attentively absorbing what others express without casting judgments. When someone shares their pain, the urge to interrupt them might be strong, especially when you're keen on rectifying their misperceptions. However, this might digress into a dialogue where the spotlight drifts away from their emotions, which should be the center of your attention.
Mindful listening entails steering clear of casting blame. Suppose you're lending an ear to a friend who's heartbroken over a recent breakup. Even if you believe his actions contributed to the split, you must realize that voicing this observation now will only augment his suffering. The crux of mindful listening is to facilitate healing for the other individual, allowing them to verbalize what they need to. You can address any misconceptions they harbor at a later point. When the person you're communicating with senses the depth of your commitment to understanding them, this realization alone can alleviate their suffering. Part 4. Use mantras as a tool to manifest love and appreciation in your communication. We've discussed steering clear of toxic speech, but what about initiating nourishing conversations? How does one induce that? One effective approach is incorporating mantras into your communication. Mantras are predefined expressions that facilitate conveying specific emotions. Buddhism provides three mantras to communicate love and appreciation to others. The mantra, I am here for you, initiates the sequence. It lays the groundwork for your affection since love necessitates being an active participant in someone's life. It's crucial to employ this mantra while interacting with those you care about. The act of being there for someone is the most profound gift you can offer them. If you voice this mantra suffused with mindfulness and empathy, they're sure to cherish it. The succeeding mantra is, I know you are there and I am very happy. It's essential to reassure your loved ones that their presence holds significance for you. Consider a scenario where you're on a car ride with your partner. It wouldn't be surprising if your thoughts meander off to every possible topic except the person seated next to you. Such absent-mindedness might make them feel overlooked. But if you pause to acknowledge their presence and express how it brings you joy, they'd undoubtedly feel cherished and esteemed. The final mantra, I know you suffer and this is why I am here for you, is most relevant when a loved one is enduring pain. Like the first mantra, this reinforces your support for them. It also underlines the importance you place on their feelings, thus forming a vital component of mindful listening. Part 5. Unleash the power of three more mantras to cultivate personal happiness. The initial three mantras aim at alleviating others' suffering, but your emotional well-being is equally crucial. Here, we explore the next trio of mantras that steer you towards personal happiness. The fourth mantra on this journey is I suffer, please help. Deploy this mantra to signal when you need assistance. Often, when someone inflicts pain upon us, we succumb to pride or fear and withhold communicating our hurt. If someone unintentionally offends you, you might retreat or create an impression that you don't require them any longer. There could be times when you resort to punishing the person, knowingly or unknowingly. However, with the practice of mindfulness, you'll embrace more compassion. If someone causes you pain, you'll strive to understand the reason behind it, rather than abruptly severing ties. The fifth mantra, this is a happy moment, serves as a potent reminder to recognize and appreciate joy. When you echo this mantra to a loved one, it reiterates to both parties how fortunate you are to share your life with each other. Remember, this mantra isn't solely reserved for extraordinary moments. Relish the smaller joys in life, whether it's a mesmerizing sunset or the mere miracle of being alive. The sixth mantra, you are partly right, 
proves handy when you are on the receiving end of criticism or praise. This mantra underscores the multifaceted nature of individuals, a melange of positive and negative traits. It enables you to express your gratitude for the other person's accolades or critiques, while also reminding them of your other attributes. Harnessing the sixth mantra equips you with a balanced perspective on situations, encouraging objectivity, and curbing judgmental tendencies. Key ingredients for mindful awareness. This mantra isn't only limited to external interactions. It also serves as a personal reflection. When someone criticizes a facet of your character, bear in mind that it's merely one aspect of you. Their critique might hold some truth, but it doesn't warrant feelings of insecurity or distress. Consider it constructive feedback that fosters growth. Part 6. Employing honesty and compassion in communication nourishes relationships. Beyond the six mantras, there's another powerful instrument to enrich your communication. It's called loving speech. To effectively deploy it, a few guidelines need to be followed. The first edict of loving speech mandates always speaking the truth. Upholding this rule can be challenging, particularly when the truth has the potential to hurt. However, speaking the truth with a gentle, caring approach is healthier and eventually feels better than resorting to lies. Truth might sting initially, but it cultivates trust over time. It paves the way for a sense of safety. If you deceive someone and they unravel the truth later, They'll be pained to realize your dishonesty and their future trust in you will be shaken. For instance, suppose you unearth that your best friend's boyfriend is unfaithful. Breaking this news to your friend will undoubtedly be hard-hitting. However, if you communicate the truth honestly yet compassionately, it will mitigate her suffering in the long run. To nourish others through communication, it's crucial to comprehend that everyone is unique necessitating a different approach in our interactions. Every individual has their distinct way of interpreting and dealing with the world. When engaging in a conversation, ensure your communication aligns with their understanding. A tale about Buddha encapsulates this concept effectively. When asked about his destination after death, Buddha gave differing responses to different individuals. His rationale was that he tailored his responses to match each person's level of understanding. This strategy can be likened to explaining historical events to a fifth grader compared to an adult. Each requires a different approach for effective understanding. Part 7. Transforming Group Dynamics Through Collective Mindfulness Acing the art of communication isn't confined to one-to-one -one exchanges. We frequently interact with groups of people, adding another layer of complexity to the mix. For instance, many of us confront hostile rhetoric at our workplaces. Sound familiar? You have the power to rectify such toxic atmospheres with the balm of mindfulness. Step up and exemplify mindfulness while proposing to collectively strive for enhancements. Transforming your work environment can begin with straightforward steps even a shift in your mindset during your morning commute can yield noticeable changes. Typically, en route to work, our minds are already mulling over the day's tasks. This predisposes us to stress even before setting foot in the office. Counter this by practicing mindfulness during your commute. 
concentrate on your breathing, and cherish the present moment. You'll find yourself better primed to tackle the day. Workplace stress is ubiquitous, often diminishing our productivity. It's worthwhile to carve out some time to practice mindfulness alongside your coworkers. Perhaps gather before a meeting and collectively focus on your breathing. Not only will the meeting turn out to be more enjoyable, but chances are it will also be more productive. Even in instances where your colleagues might not join in, persist with your mindfulness practice. Eventually they might follow suit, influenced by your example. Mindful communities possess an immense capacity to affect change in the world. If a group is rallied around a strong cause, say, environmentalism, their shared objectives can only be realized if the community is tightly knit and fueled by the right energy. So, invest time in practicing mindfulness together. This will foster a community that listens to itself and the world promoting mutual understanding and effective action. Final summary. The crux of this book. Endeavor to communicate with love, employing the tool of loving speech. When those dear to you communicate, listen with full mindfulness and apply the same technique to your self-talk. As you navigate away from harmful speech and commit to honesty and empathy, you'll fortify relationships with your close circle. This will not only amplify your personal connections, but also enhance your broader community. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.